Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. Today I'm talking to Kathy White and Kathy is a yoga teacher and amongst many other things she also teaches meditation and mindfulness and she's also an art psychotherapist so many um, beautiful modalities to draw on but I wanted to speak to her, yoga teacher to yoga teacher, about yoga as we age. Now, I know that there are so many people out there who say, oh, it's too late to start yoga, or I can't do yoga, I'm too stiff, or oh, I tried it and I didn't enjoy it. And in this conversation, we are trying to bust down those beliefs because yoga is not about being flexible. Yoga is about getting in touch with your body, with understanding your body, with manipulating the energy of your body and becoming friends with your body, um, understanding its its limitations, its foibles, its limits. Um, so, Kathy has developed a very beautiful system alongside um, Francisco Cayute and this Cayute method is really interesting um, way of practicing yoga and she focuses on joint renewal. She has a joint renewal system which I think as we get older, oh my god, so important, like if we can keep our joints going we got it good. So I hope that you take uh, a lot of good stuff away from this conversation and enjoy. Okay, here we go. Okay, so welcome. Today I'm talking to Kathy White. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Roseanne. Great to be here. Yes, it's lovely to meet you. Um, so Kathy is a yoga teacher. She has made quite a few strings to her bow. Um, we are fellow yoga teachers, which is a lovely thing to have in common. It's always interesting to talk to other yoga teachers and find their perspective. So just before we get started, like, where, tell me just a short a little bit about your journey, how you got to where you are. When did you become a yoga teacher? All of that sort of thing. Okay. Well, I came across yoga, first of all, in the 1990s. So, you know, aging myself here, just uh, in my, t I was in my twenties then. Yeah. And um, 
it it sort of uh, it was a, a good antidote to um, the sort of aerobics of the 80s. You know, I remember going to some hot, sweaty aerobics classes and going, not for me. <laughs> I'm like so that. like you. That was exactly me as well. I, I just, would come I, out just I, like a beetroot going, no. <laughs> yeah. So when I found yoga, it was much more in keeping with my personality my style and I developed my own practice and then in 2000 I did a Shivananda Hatha yoga teacher training which is a sort of bog standard as if you were um, lots and lots of people have done that training it's a very good comprehensive gives you really a lot about the yoga philosophy and background to yoga the ancient tradition which this 5,000 year old tradition um really good grounding and I a few years later veered towards came across a teacher who was um taught by Vanda Scaravelli I don't know if you know Vanda's work yeah. and um Awakening the Spine is probably in my opinion one of the best books on yoga to mm-hmm. to actually look at um because it gets into what I would say the essence of yoga so much of what we uh, are taught or that we understand from the west is all about the postures and the shape of the postures and how you do it and how long do you hold and this that and the other and it's like no 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 go much much deeper with that go into the essence of it and i think vanda describes the essence beautifully so i worked with this um, scaravelli teacher for many years we co-taught a couple of times and And then I came into menopause or perimenopause, as they say, Mm. and started to started hot flushing, started um, being an insomniac. And for me, one of my symptoms of perimenopause was my joints began to really hurt. Yes. And this was incredibly embarrassing because I was a yoga teacher. (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm so, again, so with you on that. You know, whenever I have something, you know, my knee starts aching or my foot is hurt, so I'm just like, I can't tell people. It's so embarrassing. And yeah, uh, completely. Yeah, yeah. So that that kind of, you know, like not, I mean, I remember talking to Louise, who was my yoga teacher at the time and saying, you know, hey, I've got this knee issue. What do you think I could do? And, you know, she gave me some helpful information or tips, but it didn't really kind of get to the heart of what I was, the kind of crisis I was in was like, yoga's not working for me or it's not helping me in my aging process, it's not helping me through menopause. It's, it's mm. becoming something I, I'm trying to, you know, do, but it's not, um, I'm like forcing myself to do it. It's yeah, and the last thing than, you want to do is fight with your yoga practice. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. So it, it, it sort of ceased to become a, a place of, of solace, a place of healing, which mm. it had been for so many years. And, you know, if I, if I backtrack a bit, part of my yoga journey was in 1996, unfortunately, my first child was stillborn. I'm sorry. And his 
the journey, you know, my journey with him, and it was a full bone pregnancy. It was all fine. You know, there were no no signs or symptoms that this would this would uh, go the way it went. Um, no one was expecting it, and and so I kind of left my body at that point. Mm. Um, I didn't trust mm. my body, yeah. and it was yoga that got me back in it was yoga that was part of my healing path so that you know if i if i come up to the you know 20 years later then going through this perimenopausal phase and yoga's not working for me it's like i was desperate because it had been such an integral part of my health and healing it's like i couldn't i couldn't leave it i couldn't go up go off it so I, I became a bit, I, I call this period of my life when I was a yoga junkie. <laughs> so I, I would just go, when we were on a big trip, we took the kids. It was when we were thinking about moving to Canada. So we left Scotland. We came to, to Hawaii and then Canada for a three-month big exploratory trip, took the kids out of school. Mm. And, of course, every you know, doing yoga in Hawaii, like there's loads of yoga studios and there's yoga on the beach and there's yoga on the, and on the deck. And, you know, it was just beautiful. And I just really got back into a practice. And I say I became a yogi junkie, a yoga junkie because I didn't care with which kind of yoga I was doing. I was like Ashtanga, Iyengar, power yoga, push yoga, hot yoga, uh, slow yoga, yin yoga, restorative yoga, moshka yoga, yoga with straps, aerobics yoga. Yeah, I just I didn't care. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, just, yeah. just just do it, whatever. And because we were moving, I was kind of moving within myself as well. It's like, and I think I was breaking a lot of patterns in that of what a yoga teacher should be like, what I should be like as a yoga student, what yeah. I should be like as a yoga teacher. Yeah. It just kind of all got jumbled up, I think which was a so, very good thing. Yeah, I think it's so important for yoga teachers to step into all the other beautiful variations that have blossomed from the, the, the practice that, you know, is ancient. And, you know, Speaking personally, you know, I fell in when I started doing yoga again, like you in the nineties. Let's say just old story. <laughs> um, I fell into when I I didn't. I just bought a book on yoga, and I was like, "This looks like something that I I want to do." And I just found the first yoga class. That I didn't know that there were different types. I just thought yoga was yoga. Anyway, I happened to walk into an Iyengar yoga class, and so that was my path. And I did the Iyengar yoga teacher training, which is very much it's posture driven. It's very alignment. But for me, I feel like it gives a beautiful foundation. And I left the Iyengar sort of association and all the rules and regulations and testing and all that behind um, a good few years back now because I wanted to be able to explore other different you know different modalities of yoga different ways of approaching yoga and it's been so um, instrumental in you know in my teaching as well as my practice as well as my philosophy as you know everything so I, I totally think that everybody should go to um you know a kundalini class i mean that i went to a kundalini class and i blew my mind it was like mm -hmm. what you're mm -hmm. saying this is yoga wow you know it was so completely 
different to what I'd ever experienced before, but I loved it. And it opened up a new part of me and it opened up a new way of, of being with my yoga. So absolutely. Yeah. And I and I would say, you know, to your listeners, anyone listening who's you know thinking about picking up a yoga practice that they maybe had years ago or starting a yoga practice for new that they haven't tried yoga before to really play the field you know yeah. go dating <laughs> absolutely no you really do I mean there's, there's a number of people who come to my class and go I tried yoga but I didn't really like it I didn't like the teacher or it wasn't for me or you know and I'm like well then that was just the wrong class for you you've yeah. got to keep searching because yeah. there's a teacher out there for everybody you know there is a teacher out there for everybody and there's a style of yoga for everybody too yes. and I you know I realized like you know when I was in doing my teacher training and all of that it, it, I did need a more kind of classical hatha yoga approach and then you know my Scaravelli years and now I found Cayute because that was what in the you know journey of being a yoga junkie I then landed into this class completely um randomly it was really divine intervention because I actually signed up for a meditation retreat with a spiritual teacher and I was going to do it in person this was prior to COVID but mm. they actually had an online um online component where right. I was like oh I want to go to but I really can't um I'll do it online and I'm I'm really bad at showing up at things online so I'll I'll make a commitment I'll really I'll even do the yoga look they're offering yoga at eight o'clock in the morning before the main session before the meditations start and before the teacher comes on on the main stage they're even offering yoga I'm even going to do that to make sure that I know my commitment for this spiritual yeah. retreat is is anchored and <laughs> it turns out the yoga was it I did this first class and it was a teacher who'd been trained in the Cayute method which I'll come on to in a moment but and I just my mind was completely blown away and this is on the back of messing around in so many different yoga modalities and fields and teachers and just abandonment into any you know any method will do it doesn't matter and then suddenly I had this teacher and I think because it was in the framework of a meditation retreat and it was in the framework of being mindful within the body, it really, really spoke to me mm -hmm. and addressed right in that first class, addressed some issues in my knees, in my low spine, in my shoulders, touched into points of my body in such a way that I I'd never really taken any time like I took the time there to 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 experience it so it was just yeah fascinating I was like whoa I want more of this amazing so tell us more about this coyote method yeah so the coyote method um I would say is um Gosh, I mean, I know Francisco has uh, Francisco Cayute. He he's the the founder of the method. He has had um, has had experience with Iyengar. So you know, and people who've been through the Iyengar tradition kind of come to a Cayute class, and they can they can hear the echo. You know, they can they can see like some of the kind of oh yeah, this is 
this is kind of iangery familiarity yeah yes yeah it, it touches on that um however francisco's own, own journey he studied chiropractic he studied um polarity therapy so a little bit of kind of energy work alternative work very deeply um in, into a kind of mindful approach and he himself had um a childhood injury he was shot in the hip um and it was it was it was one of those crazy terrible stories you know two boys playing they get hold of a gun it just ends you know badly but luckily no one was killed and um and so but his family never never told him so he, he had this incredible back pain it happened when he was so he was five or six or something and he had like trauma amnesia and anyway the whole discovery of this injury was through a a tibetan buddhist who was teaching yoga so a very mindful approach of yoga um and uh he he just said to him i think you should get that hip x-rayed you know whatever you're dealing with just get an x-ray and so he had this x-ray and discovered and then went back to his family and like yeah well we didn't want to tell you because it was so traumatic and that's crazy to I mean, well, yeah, and, and who knows what that they were, what story they were telling that they were protecting him from. This, of course, of course, you know, they, they were not doing it out of, I'm sure they were no, doing it. No, you know, and who knows, it was in Brazil, you know, whether. Well, what an extraordinary thing to find there. out that you were yes. shot as a child. Oh I know, exactly. Like, wow, okay. So, but anyway, he, he then just applied what he was doing in this yoga practice. And then he, his, his second wife, I think, also came into the field and she she helped him develop this system and he's been teaching it for over 30 years and refining it and refining it and um, he has what is called the Kayut 13100 class plans which I teach from for the most part sometimes I develop my own class plans as well but for the most part I follow because what I understand now from the practice and I you know did my first training with him five six years ago um that the practice has such scope you know if someone walks into the class i know i can teach them yeah. what no, no matter what restriction they have even if they have a hip replacement knee replacement shoulder issue whatever um the the scope of what's available within the class plans is so enormous Wow. And the range of movement is so, so enormous because what he's done is like he's broken every single yoga pose down to its its essential components. So we're not doing fancy poses. We're not doing a bridge. Yeah, we're not we're not doing kind of pretzel poses, as I call them. Yes. Inst- Instagram yoga. You know? no, don't let's get started, because if we start ranting about Instagram yoga, I feel like we're again, we're on the we'll same. go off on a tangent. We we'll never come back. <laughs> Exactly. Just know people out there that what you see on Instagram yoga wise, unless it's somebody somebody going, this is real yoga and I'm falling over and I'm doing very little that's impressive. Yeah, the, the, those back bends in the middle of the road and stuff. Oh, God, they drive me crazy. But yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I then kind of 
wanted to put out into the world was like this amazing practice and and it's like every time I say oh yeah I'm teaching Kayute yoga and people are like what's Kayute and I'm like oh god here we go and I was always going back to the drawing board and always having to explain it so I said okay what is it that I do that's been really helpful in my own practice everything else it's it's the it's the first layer is it's the joints rather than it being about stretching rather than it being about taking the shape of the pose. Mm -hmm. It's about what is going on in each joint. Yes. And seeing that each joint is actually its own energy system. I mean, I know your, your podcast is like the chakra way and it's like, yes, we have our energy systems in our chakra system, but every joint is like a mini chakra. Absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that there, you know, there are 70 odd um, chakras within our bodies, you know? uh, So yes, of course there are, there's chakras in the shoulders and chakras in the hips that many ones, you know, the people focus on the main, um, so Shimden chakras the seven but yeah I know that's absolutely right we have energy centers all throughout our body and of course they they are at the joints that makes perfect sense yeah Yeah. Um, one of my one of my fun kind of I don't know little gleeful moments is always when somebody who comes to me to my classes and they've got you know a, a, a very kind of um what should I say firm is firmly established view of them being good at yoga or a, an established yogi or something like this yes. and then i'll have them with legs up the wall and they're like well that's easy and then i'll have them flex their feet and i'll keep them there for five minutes and their ankles are screaming <laughs> it's like yeah we're just doing we're doing ankle joints this morning yeah. it's like that's it you <laughs> know and then extend your arms back and and then we'll hold that and we'll just and we're not holding because we're passive we're mm. we're just placing our joints into a, a position and of course you know if you can't do it you take your arms out and you can have your arms here or whatever and some some people have a shoulder injury and they have one arm up and one arm down mm. but to actually spend the time inside the joint breathing watching noticing listening feeling what's going on there Mm. is it's so restorative yeah and i think you know the the whole um missing piece of of yoga is like that we've how we've adopted it in the west is that we've taken our normal frame of reference which is busy 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 go 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 agitate agitate achieve. get out there action achieve yeah. you know, bigger better faster more and yeah. we've just done that to yoga yeah yeah exactly you know it's like who can do the biggest baggest baddest backbend is not the game that most people want to play and i think you know you know you and i've been practicing yoga for you know 30 years or whatever you know we've been doing it for a long time and I know that when I was in my 20s, my body would just do whatever I asked it to because it was 24 years old. And of course, it blooming well did everything I wanted it to. I was young and flexible and strong. And but naturally, you know, I, I 
you know, I was lucky I had a flexible body to begin with. So it's probably why yoga appealed to me in the first place. But I feel as I'm getting older, and as you say, things begin to sort of stiffen up a little bit, joints start to become difficult. You have to adapt the way you work. And I think one of the things, and I want to talk to you more about this joint renewal thing, but one of the things that I get a lot is, you know, you tell people I'm a yoga teacher and people go, oh, I couldn't do yoga. I'm far too stiff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. You just completely missed the whole point of why you do it. And so I feel that you're, the way that you are teaching yoga is very much speaks to that person. Yes, yes exactly. And, and to say to you know, anyone who says I'm far too stiff. Okay, well, just come to a class where my dad's in class. I, my dad joins me, my mom and my dad. My mom's sort of naturally flexible and still is at the age of 87. My dad's 92. Wow. And he comes to yoga twice a week. And he is like as stiff as they come, you know, in his old body. And he still manages and the big achievement for him is getting up and down off the ground. And that's amazing at 92. There's a yes. lot of, you know, a lot of people in the 80s, 70s even, who can't get up and down off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And and he can do it. And he he's built that capacity up over the years. I mean, that started when I pivoted it during the pandemic, pivoted onto Zoom yoga. Yeah. And, and I was like, hey, mom and dad could join me because they still live in the UK. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. And, and they came and they're still coming. Yeah, it's amazing. Wonderful. That's so good. That's it's so beautiful. So you have so you've taken this um the Kai method, and you've kind of you've you've created a thing called joint renewal system which you're kind of is your trade is almost like a trademark sort of name mm -hmm. for the system that you've got joint renewal system yeah now this to me sounds like a big old promise you know like mm, joint renewal is that really because I have always been um, led to believe that you know once the joint we can keep a joint at a place where it is currently so it doesn't deteriorate any further but to actually rejuvenate um to you know create synovial fluid to you know increase the the mobility of a joint yes there are some things that we can do if there's the muscles the tendons around it that need to be loosened and and released and so on and muscle tension and all of that yes we can we can increase movement for a joint but how are you talking about actual like within the joint renewal? So I'm I'm fascinated to know what your yeah, joint renewal system yeah. is. Well, I mean, maybe just just take um like some examples I have of students and fellow teachers who I know within the the the, the Coyote, um community who have absolutely taken a knee issue, a knee replacement mm -hmm. and gained a whole different relationship to that to that new knee that they have there are people who have avoided surgery who've been on a waiting list and mm -hmm. thank goodness there's a waiting list because they had time it's like well I might as well fill this time doing something yeah and then they come into the Cayute world and they realize that actually they don't need surgery they just need to understand what's going on there are people yeah who, who um they they have bone on bone mm -hmm. 
yeah but exactly but they've yeah. learned how to be with that they've rewired the because it's rewiring the brain as much as the joint itself so we're looking at what the pain um response is because if there's always an avoidance of pain and yeah. you know so many teachers are, and and i understand why they say this will say oh if it's painful don't do it mm. okay and if you're doing acrobatic yoga that's really important Mm -hmm. But I'm not teaching an acrobatic yoga. I'm teaching people to be very, very slow and move really slowly into something. And so they will go into the pain. They'll be on. And where I say is there's a sweet spot. It's a Goldilocks zone. It's like yeah. where it's not too much pain. It's not too little. Yeah. But the optimum level of like, oh, and then they gain a whole new relationship with that joint. It's like, oh, it's safe. It's okay. Same. So it's as much of a mind game as a physi physiological, biological. Yeah. And then when I'm teaching and I'm and people are doing something that's challenging, I always say, you know, there's a you 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 know the difference innately between good pain and bad pain. Like there's good pain where you're feeling good stretch and you're like, oh, that's quite satisfying. You know, you feel it's good, it's a good pain. And then there's bad pain where like it's sharp it's unpleasant it's is that the sort of difference that you're talking is that where you're asking people to be within that what I call good pain yeah like, yeah and actually you know I, I don't usually I don't usually use the word pain because wow. that in itself ha has so many associations for people right yeah. so what I tend to say is you know you say we're doing a forward flexion we're in Sukhasana we're coming forward we're doing a forward flexion and it's it's really going into the hips mm -hmm. and so I'll say okay bring yourself forward and the moment you start to feel the discomfort I call it discomfort right. the moment you start to feel the resistance the tightness the tension the blockage mm -hmm. so I'll use that kind of language yeah. around yeah. it yeah then yeah. just stop just stop there Stop on the, that moment you feel it and then just hang out with it yeah. and be with it yeah. and allow yourself to experience it. Breathe through it. Oh. And see if you can soften around it. Now, if the tension builds, you need to come out. Mm. But if it's okay, you might even be able to go, go further into it. You might even be able to approach it at a deeper level. Just yeah. see play where you are at that at that level so I mean I'm totally with you on that you know like finding that finding that place where you are your your sort of edge you know you're on the precipice of mm -hmm. what you can do and what you can't stand if you mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. um is definitely the place where where things begin to shift where yes. you begin to make progress That's so, so this yeah. so your joint renewal system if you like is just Hold, being really mindful about being in that space being in that place yeah. and learning to tolerate and be become friends with it I guess absolutely become friends with it and to keep the nervous system relaxed when you're in it yeah because that's the other key part is that we don't heal when we're in our um, parasympathetic um or sympathetic nervous system we only heal when we're in parasympathetic mode mm. when we're in our rest and digest our restore um, mode so 
the nervous system has to be like you have to be breathing so i'll often use breath as a barometer Mm. So that if people are noticing that their breath has become a little bit shallow or tight, um, or they're they're kind of holding their breath, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I can sometimes I'm in the studio, I'm like, breathe, everybody, and everyone will just laugh because yeah. I can just feel they're all that everyone yeah. collectively has done Absolutely. a hold on the breath, you know. So um, that that ability to be restful even while you're working at quite a deep level and with quite some quite strong sensations sometimes. I mean, for me, myself personally, my shoulders were rigid and I didn't even realize how rigid they were doing. And I was avoiding the rigidity in the postures I was doing in my previous practice. I, was, I would just kind of move myself around and I would bend my elbow and I would just you know, have it in a position where it wasn't too uncomfortable. Well, just taking my arms back, it was like, oh my God, that just touches right into where the, if I was going to see a massage therapist, where the massage therapist would put their thumbs and start working. Yes. And so I just over a period of about six months dramatically changed my shoulders and had I not found the Kayuk method, I, I think I would have just carried on at my computer and doing all the, you know, scrolled on me on my phone and all the things which the shoulder girdle is um, suffering from. Yeah. And and just kept avoiding it with my yoga poses. Mm -hmm. So this this actual investigation, this curiosity into every single joint in the body from many different angles, we're always trying to create variety. So there's lots and lots of different angles, ways into each joint um, to, to renew them. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's, it's fascinating and I think um, that you know we all are getting older you know even if you're only in your 20s you're still getting older and things change and things shift and so it's really I think um, important that we investigate these new ways of working you know like I exactly as you did I when the online um things sort of sprung up and everyone started doing zoom yoga back in 2020 I was doing a sort of a, um, a community class and I invited everybody and anybody to join and my mum joined for a bit and um 
but she couldn't quite keep up and she didn't like doing it online. And she's got dodgy knees. She did go for a bit, but she's her knee really gives her pain. She's 80. And so I'm like, and I just wish that she kept going with it or that I was able to do one-to-ones with her so I could just, you know, but when you've got like 20 people on your screen and you're like, mum, you know, yes. <laughs> everyone's like, now yeah. hang on, who am I? Chocolate hang on, mum. <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I teach my parents, I call them by their first name. So it doesn't sound, it's like, okay, Tony, okay, Francis. It's, yeah, okay, it's that's good. Exactly. I mean, people know that they're my parents. It's very sweet, but yeah. it just, yeah, it doesn't have that same kind of mom. <laughs> so, I mean, but as we get older, so yoga as we age needs to adapt, right? We need to adapt our practice. And what I find interesting, and I did notice that there was a lot of teachers who, who as they became older, um, they kind of, they, they didn't do so well. Their bodies didn't do so well mm. because they were, mm. you know, and my current teacher, oh my God, I don't know how old she is. She's probably She's probably nearly touching 80 and she could, the things that her body can do are incredible. So this is not to say across the board by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but there were a few teachers that I noticed that were, you know, who, who couldn't, couldn't do any practice towards the end, but because for me, they would restrict themselves well, because I can't do it like that. I'm not going to do it or I can't do it, you know, that, mm. but I think there's a, there's a beautiful, um, there's something very beautiful about adapting your practice to suit yourself because you know for all of those people who go I can't do it I'm too stiff or I you know I like going to my I like cycling so that's what I do or I like going to high interval intense intensity interval training or lifting up weights or whatever that's what I do but you're gonna have to adapt your physical practice as you age right so how do you how do you um i don't know as a a teacher i guess i'm asking you sort of teacher to teacher i've been teaching one group that i in my local village i'm teaching them for 15 years and they're all well into their late 70s now but because i've been teaching them for 15 years they can still do exactly what they did you know Mm -hmm. 15 years ago Mm -hmm. and Every so often they turn to each other and go, gosh, I never, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this. You know, I, I can't believe I can still do this. This is so amazing. You know, as they they sort of climb up in their 70s, you know, they're still doing their shoulder stand. They're still doing, you know, all of the rest of it. That maintenance thing is, is amazing. But if you start in a place where my mum is, for example, you know, already stiff, already with a bad knee, um, you know, with the with the cartilage, disintegrating the you know the the, all the sort of the bits of the joints beginning to crumble because of age Mm -hmm. and that is what will unfortunately happen to a lot of people how do we how do we how do you in the the kite system how do you address that how do you sort of deal with that yeah I mean a lot of it can be done from a chair Mm. and we we do use props so bolsters lots and lots of bolsters and cushions you know it it, like if you can't touch the floor then you bring the floor up to you yeah you know that kind of thing um and it's what what more than anything and coming back to the kind of mindset piece is that people need to feel confident that they can do it so, you know, that that's, 
I guess as a teacher, that's my um, biggest challenge is to, especially with new students, is to instill in them this confidence that I can rather than I can't. Yeah. And especially if there is some issue, you know, shoulder issue, knee issue, whatever. Yeah. And and to not feel like my job as a teacher also is to not let, let them feel like, oh, they have to do it in a special way. You know, like sometimes I'll have a student in a class and they're, they're struggling with something. I'll have everyone. They, no, no one will know and they won't know, mm. but I'll have everyone do an adapted version of, of a sequence. And I'm actually doing getting everyone to do that adapted version so that that student doesn't feel like it's a special class for them. Yeah. You know? I'm not kind of pointing them out. So mm. that sense of inclusion is really important. Mm. And the sense instilling the sense of, I can, I have confidence, I have confidence in my body, because that's part of the, the kind of mindset game is people have lost confidence in their body. They don't trust their body anymore. Yeah. And so, and, and I really, really believe that as long as we're living on, as long as we're living on this planet, we, our bodies have the innate capacity for healing. They really do. Like, and a lot of what we think about aging, the more I investigate longevity and aging and this huge amount of research because there's all these boomers aging now and they're like mm. hang on a minute <laughs> what is this thing called aging and do we have to and what's you know what, what yeah. can I take and what can I do and how can I exercise and this huge amount of research coming up about longevity and aging and most of what I'm discovering is that a lot of the assumptions we make are actually not true or don't have to be true but we do make oh my god we make so many assumptions don't we because our vision of old age is what our grandparents went through which is you know decades out of date now you know yes. it just doesn't have to be like that you know i mean it used to be that somebody who is my age 53 would be you know oh middle-aged you know just can't wear anything that's too you know like the, everything's changed everything's mm -hmm. changed like you know you can be as wonderful as you want to right up until you know forever yeah with that attitude and is this where you bring in a certain amount of mindfulness into your yes journey? yeah I mean, just the mindfulness piece is, first of all, just in calming everything down, calming the system down and then introducing possibility. Mm. So being really like noticing where you're stuck in a story, like often I'll say like, yeah, maybe there's some tightness or tension in your shoulder. Don't give it a story. Mm. Just meet it in this present moment. Because, you know, the, the, you'll come with like, oh, it was this injury or that injury. And actually, we don't know. We don't know where yeah. things come from. Yes, exactly. Like I have a, I have a student who's who can't sit on their their heels. The knees are just too stiff and painful. And so we work gently and we do what we can. But, you know, they're always saying, well, they're just not, they just don't go. They just don't move. They just don't do this. They just, you know, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like it's an accepted, this is my limitation and uh, there's no, there's no shifting it. It's just what it is. So that's why I'm, I, I, I agree with you. You know, that is a, absolutely a story that they're telling themselves 
it who knows why their knees are like they are mm. but but telling yourself that it's never going to change is never yeah it's not going to be a, a good outcome is it well it's, the, the outcome could be good with a little shift of attitude it's that like bringing in that positivity and I've started recently um getting my students to sit because you always just sit and breathe with a bit of mindfulness a couple of ohms at the beginning of class and bringing gratitude into and I used to always say gratitude for you know whoever whatever whoever you think of in your life that's gratitude and now I try and also bring them into like let's be grateful for our feet let's be grateful for our knees mm. you know like not not you know like we just take one at a time so we'll spend like a couple of minutes just like just let's just be let's just give our knees some love like literally just send yes. them some heartfelt love you know? yes absolutely <laughs> because that is like moving the energy around your body like taking that energy from your love in your heart and in your soul giving it to your knees they mm. are energetic beings exactly what you were saying at the beginning yes. you know, each joint has energy and we can affect energy with thought we know this we do we do and that's absolutely it you know sending love to our to our bodies ourselves and and also our thoughts too like just noticing like we can get into spiral spiraling thoughts um which are you know, really unkind sometimes towards ourselves. And, you know, if we heard, I, I, I sort of say, if, if we heard what goes on in our heads, if we heard that spoken out loud to somebody else, we'd be like shocked, like, yeah. shut up. That's not kind. You know, <laughs> don't say that. Oh my God, no way. Absolutely. I would not accept that. Yes. No. But then we merrily go on. I mean, not merrily, like viciously go on yes. um, saying those things to ourselves and, you know, trying to notice the, the mind and just bringing the mind back to the breath so that you can pause and interrupt those those destructive thoughts and then shifting them into what what are the seeds of kindness that I can plant here now yeah. towards yeah. myself towards the world towards everyone yeah no I think that's absolutely exactly that's beautiful and it seems like it that's because I've I've kept you on for a while now but I think that's a really beautiful place to to end our conversation for now mm. I have a feeling Kathy, that we're going to, I'm going to have to get you back for a part two, because I feel like I'm just looking at my list of questions that I had from you. And I think I've literally asked you one. And we, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I feel like uh, it's really useful. It's just really lovely to speak to, you know, obviously I've got loads of yoga teacher friends, but it's really nice to get new mm -hmm. perspective. And and this kite is is not a, a method or a person that I'm familiar with. So I'm really excited to go and do some investigation. And just yes, absolutely. Well, I invite you to come join a class. I'll send you a link to. to oh, would you? I would love yeah, that. I will. Yeah, come, 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 join. I would really love that because I would be fascinated. And like, what can uh, what can people find if I you got a website? What can I give? Yes, people? if if anyone wants to join the classes, then they can book on um, my website. It's www. Kathy White Yoga. That's Kathy with a K, white with an I, like the color yoga.com so kathywhiteyoga.com and if they go on that front page if they want to download there's a free guide to the joint renewal system where I explain in more detail 
how it works and what what we're actually doing in the practice so they can download that for free and that gives them it's available from inside my membership so i have a free area in my membership so there's a couple of videos there's some things me talking a bit more and there's more kind of bonuses inside the the free membership area so they can do all of that and um and then if they want to book a class, it's also on that front page of my website, there's a book a class button and that'll take them through the process. Fantastic. Well, that's that's wonderful. I will go and be checking that out and I will look forward to seeing you on the mat. And yes. then and then, you know, we should talk, talk again. And and you that know, would be lovely, Rosanne. Yes. Love well, I really about. appreciated this conversation. Lovely synergy. And I feel mm. like two like minds coming together. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, we'll we'll see you again, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Chakraway Meditation Podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. I really did. I loved meeting Kathy, and uh, I think I agree. There was a great deal of synergy. When yoga teachers get together, there's always going to be... <laughs> Oh, we enjoy ourselves. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, and of course, getting hold of Kathy is easy. KathyWhiteYoga.com and all of her information and classes and so on are there. If you are in the UK and you want to try out one of her classes, I think she does them on a Wednesday and a Monday at 5.30 in the evening. And if you're in the US, um, then you'll be able to catch her fairly easily on her Canada, which is in Vancouver. So whatever time zone that is. And then, of course, if you want to reach me, um, I'm always available via my website, chakradashway.com. And I also wanted to remind you that I put these podcasts on YouTube as a video pretty much the minute that I've finished doing the interview. I don't edit it. I just chuck it onto YouTube because not many people watch. But if you are a visual person, go and check out Kathy and me in conversation. It's uh, it's always nice to see the body language, the expressions. I, I enjoy that anyway. So, you know, and it's just us two sitting on screen on Zoom, but it's still nice. So I will be back again with more good conversation very soon and of course with more meditations and if you want to get in touch I love to hear from you so I look forward to that and thank you so much you have a beautiful day take care bye now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.